The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. Welcome along to episode 174 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast, The Boys of Tech. This episode is for the week beginning Monday the 9th of July 2012. My name is Edwin Herman and I'm joined by two of our regular panellists. First of all, Brett King. Welcome along. Howdy. And Brett, how are you this week? Uh, Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Good. Good. Uh, look, also joining us on the panel this week is Ben Sunko. Welcome to the show, Ben. Oh, thanks, Ed. And how are you, Ben? Um, really good. Excellent. I thought we'd kick off this week with a story about a low-tech way of tricking ATMs into giving you, well, into ultimately getting more money than you really should. There's a particular gang in India that's been caught doing this. And the way it works is like this, is you ask the ATM to withdraw a certain amount of money, you take all but one note out of it, leaving that last note in the machine. After a a, a sort of a timeout period, the ATM will suck that note back in. And the trick is, is they then go back to the bank saying, hey, it never gave me any money. Sure enough, they look at the log and can see that the, the money was dispensed, but I don't know whether they can tell how much has gone back in, but certainly they can see that something's been taken back into the machine. The bank then refunds the amount, and bingo, they've walked off with money that's not theirs. With their many programmers in India, how have they allowed software this ridiculously <laughs> stupid to make oh, it out there? that is a great line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder. It's not like they're you know, short of programmers or... Yeah, it's like not answering a phone in a call centre in India. I mean, they're not short of call takers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just haven't got very sophisticated sensors in the machines. No phone should go unanswered in India. You're right. There are some really top-notch programmers uh, in India. You're right. It makes you wonder, what's with this? But it's working, or has worked, and already one gang's been caught, and I think they believe there are two other gangs out there doing the same thing and altogether they've netted 150,000 pounds 150,000 is it yeah they've, that's right so, yeah. yeah so so I know, really hope they've fixed the bug because well, they, they've yeah. made it public yeah I mean I could try that now myself so do our money machines do that as well if you don't take the money out it gets sucked back in well I'm yeah. not does it? Because yeah, they do. I tell you what, they've was... all got that. They've all got that feature for if if it doesn't detect that the money has been removed, it will withdraw the money. Well, I tell you what, back. I was walking past an ATM a wee while ago. I walked past an ATM and it was beeping. I was going beep, 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 and I went over to it and there was a ten dollar note just you know sitting there. I looked around for someone who had recently used it, but it wasn't a very heavily pedestrian area. So I took the note, I looked some more, I was ready to sort of go, oh, this must be yours, you know. No one was sort of walking away, you know, closing their wallet or anything like that. There was, in fact, really not many people to be seen. <gasps> You'll be on camera, though. Indeed you will. Well, I mm. kept it. Well, you're on camera, <laughs> you're a, I mean, it was $10. I mean, if it was, you know, $50 oh, or 100 I, yes. I would have yes. taken it to the police. 
I think we found the ringleader of the Indian based gang. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Come on. No wonder your accent is so good. You've been yeah. practicing it. <laughs> you guys, come on. <laughs> yeah, so well, the, the, look, where I was going with this was, um, I, I don't know, I, Brett, you're saying it does suck it back in. I, I guess maybe I got there in time, you know, I guess the first thing it does is it waits. The second thing it does is it starts beeping at you. And I guess the third thing it does is it says, oh, well, I'll take it back. Yeah. When you when you say you saw a ten dollar note in the machine, do you mean you mugged an old lady for ten dollars? No, no, no. Come on, hey. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's exactly what he means. No, that yeah. is no, not at all. No, not at all. It's a pick on Ed Day today or something. <laughs> is it every day? Oh, oh, that's a bit rough. Now, speaking of uh, people stealing things, the other story I noticed—I don't know if you guys saw this as well—was that uh, a report was just out that some Chinese hackers have managed to steal, by way of virus spread across USB thumb drives, data from the Indian Navy. Did you hear about that? I didn't know India had a Navy. Yeah, they've got a pretty good Navy. Yeah, I I would imagine. They they have submarines. They do. (laughs) In in fact, he's right. More than one. Yes. I'd say they have quite a lot. I believe they're... Are they undergoing trials for their first nuclear submarine? That is right, exactly. And in if, fact, that is exactly where the uh, it was the Eastern Naval Command Center that they the Chinese were believed to have hacked into, which is exactly where Brett, what you said is happening. the The first nuclear submarine is undergoing trials. Do we have any submarines? Uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, we've got some boats that sink. That counts, with the help of the French. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, look, yeah, you'd expect India to have submarines. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. And it's no surprise they're 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 working on the nuclear-powered one. I mean, they've had nuclear uh, for for a while. Mm. Mm. Indeed. But what's interesting about this uh, particular virus is that it was spread by USB thumb drives. You would think that any um, secure military facility would not allow outside parties to use USB drives in their machines. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, nah, that'll oh, be all right. That's no. fine. You know, you got to finish off your homework. you got to got to take it home on something. And the, <laughs> the, the pen drive you picked up at the market for, you know, a dollar. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, that is, sort of thing would probably, in most of those military places, would be locked down so you could not use a USB thing. However... All of the senior management of the of the <laughs> yeah. military would have their iPads and would be uploading and downloading to third-party cloud storage solutions all of their secrets anyway. <laughs> In plain text, you are overly cynical, Brett. But no, you're right. This sort of thing does go on. And you know what's interesting is that uh, six people have been disciplined. Actually, six officers have been charged with procedural lapses which obviously implies that they used USB keys where they were not supposed to. Because well, of, I mean, <laughs> who leaves yes. that enabled, though? Why isn't that locked well, down? Well, that's exactly like, what Brett was saying. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, but, yeah you know, it should have been locked down. Well, in the, it should in have the, been. In the policies. And, you know, the, the comment I was going to make here is it goes right back to what, you know, Brett, you're, you're one of your uh, little soapbox topics is that the weakest link in this case was what? The people. Exactly. And that's what you've been saying all along, isn't it, Brett? Indeed, people are the weakest link. Goodbye. That's, that's ex- exactly right. Yeah. So <laughs> the, on Skynet, get rid of the people. So this, well, no, you've got to have people in there because the the fact that people make mistakes and are fallible is what makes it a system that you can rely on. Rely on people work. to make mistakes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> so if they were deliberately trying to make mistakes, they would make a mistake and not make the mistake and make it right. Exactly. Hey, I think we're going to go into an infinite loop soon. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll make a mistake and get out of it. No, oh, yeah. good call. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought it was quite interesting about the, the whole, you know, the USB thing, which was able to cache information that matched certain keywords. It then later on transferred that information to another thumb drive when one was available, which would eventually be plugged into an internet-connected uh, machine. When it detected that, it would then send everything over to China. <laughs> no, you know, See, why, aren't, why aren't those people writing the software for the ATMs? They're onto it. There, there you go, exactly. Because uh, they earn more money. Um, oh, doing malware, yeah. Making yeah. making copy of uh, nuclear submarines, the Chinese version. Exactly. We'll get, Buy it on eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be government-sponsored, surely. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any money in it. Now, Windows 8. Microsoft recently announced the upgrade price. Windows 8 would be just $40 for Windows 8 Pro. Good move? What do you think? Hells yeah. Mm. Brilliant move. Yeah. A very Apple, isn't it? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Microsoft no, it, always charge an they charge, They've always charged an arm and a leg for both the retail and the, the upgrade version, and finally they've decided to do exactly what Apple has done because it's worked. Yeah, but Apple's only done it twice. Yeah, no, well, they're about to do it again. In, in fact, I, I do wonder whether, whether Mountain Lion will go on sale before Windows 8. Mm. It'll be three times by then if that happens, but... Yeah, in fact, speaking of which, by the way, Mountain Line will be twenty US dollars. Mm, do you know how much my last upgrade cost? Nothing. Free. Yeah, That's right. open source. Yeah, indeed, open source, free. Do whatever you want with it. No yep. lock-ins. No yep. having to pay somebody else to be able to use your own device. Turn on my computer when I device. get home, and I'm happy. I enjoy my experience. Yeah, I can connect to it from my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's the way of the future. All those sorts of things which, which you can't do with, with certain closed, incredibly closed operating systems. Yeah, incidentally, Brad, I, I thought this was kind of interesting on that very topic that Metro apps will only be available through Microsoft's App Store. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yep. Now, you were berating well, Apple for that very thing. In fact, Apple don't even make you do it. It's just Well, yeah, it, but the point of it being for... The Metro apps, the Metro is kind of like the iOS. So they facilitate it through their app store, but it doesn't stop you from freely developing it on your own for yourself. Yeah, true. That, that, that is true. They're essentially all the same, aren't they? All, of the, all the app stores are locking you into the app stores. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah, they're all trying to, yeah they're, they're all doing that. Yeah. I mean, the Mac app store is still open completely. You don't have to Mac software. You don't need to... Div- to put on the, the the app store, as someone pointed out, if you want a decent oh, but audience, that's, different. that's, that's where you put Ed, it. Ed, you're getting it. You you're mixing two things up. No, here. I know. You've We're talking Mac OS and iOS. I know iOS is quite different, and I'm yeah, making I'm making yeah. that distinction. I'm, and you've got to make that distinction between Metro and Windows 8. Yeah. The okay. Underlying. So what you're saying is that the Metro is like the iOS equivalent. Exactly. And so what? So I guess standard Windows. Eight software, not Metro, but the, the whatever the the other the other is just the same as normal. Yeah, that's normal. You there's no restriction on anything. Exactly. There. Mm. Yep. It's just they'll yeah 
once again, they'll have their different their different editions of Windows 8. And some of the editions of Windows 8 will only be the Metro version of Windows 8 for tablet devices. You know, for what, other versions of the Windows 8 will be the Metro and the Windows substrate. You know, Brett, for a while I've been saying that Microsoft products have slowly becoming more and more Mac, or perhaps whichever side you look at it, they're both converging. But in addition to that, now I'm seeing that not just are their products converging, but the companies themselves are behaving more and more the same. Have you seen how, how Microsoft marketed this, how they delivered this, how they, uh, you know, the two companies, Apple and Microsoft, are behaving more and more similarly? Have you, not, have you noticed that? No. I mean, the, the, the new Microsoft is, as we've talked about. for a while. Well, you know, the new Microsoft, everything's, you know, the keynote that, uh, uh, what's his face, at, at Microsoft uh, delivered, you know, with, with the thing crashed. Oh. Yeah. What, what's his name? <laughs> Is that the guy Stephen Sidonski? Oh, I'm just trying. Or are you to talking Barmer? No, 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 not, no not Barmer. That would be. I love this company. I love developers, <laughs> developers, developers, developers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not him. He's crazy. Yeah, he is crazy. <laughs> but I feel sorry for the Moby lookalike dude. I mean, how do you how do you go through one of those releases? Yeah. The what? <laughs> the guy that looks like Moby. And Microsoft. Yeah, he's the one you're talking about. I think. Yeah, I think was... he is. He, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. He is. Yeah, I never thought. I'm just, I'm just making the the visual comparison now. Yeah, you're right. I, I had... think his name's Steven Sanofsky. Yeah, I think you might be right. Hmm. So Moby 2.0 had a tough time, and now he's all good. Yeah. All right. Now onto this will be one for Brett's hobby horse. I saw this uh, interesting story about the EU or court in the EU upholding rights to resell downloaded software much to Oracle's annoyance. Not just any court, however, the European Court of Justice, the highest court in the EU. So that's it. That Their word is law, right? Yes. They have decisively rejected Oracle's arguments as to the, you know, as to licensing software instead of selling software. Yeah. <laughs> and also the fact that, you know, Oracle were leveraging, trying to leverage the point that their software is distributed online. Exactly. But it makes not one iota of difference, says that court. Precisely. As it should be. Now, because Oracle... Just showing that if you want consumer protection and consumer rights, you get a much fairer deal in the EU than you do in America. You do. They, I know. <laughs> I've noticed that, actually. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, this all came out of Oracle suing Usedsoft. And Usedsoft, if you don't know, is a company that acted as a broker for used Oracle licenses. And that means mm-hmm. that other customers could buy Oracle licenses that weren't needed any longer. Indeed. Uh, and, of course, Oracle were arguing, no, this is illegal. It's, it's being licensed and the licenses are not transferable. But, the, uh, yeah, as, you, you know, as we said, the, the EU's highest court, in fact, as you pointed out, Brett, has rejected yeah. that and said, well, no, that, that, that's, no, that's, that's fine. No, they've said that it makes no difference whether or not the copy of the computer program is physically available on a DVD or CD or whatever, or if it's a license key and then a download, yeah. um, you have still purchased it and you have the rights to use it and the rights to sell. And the rights also, if you buy secondhand software, the rights to get free updates. Because, Indeed, because well, you have purchased it. It is now your yeah. license, so you are licensed to get the updates. So long as the original so, owner renders their copy 
inoperable. But is this all based on that particular type of license, though? Because, like, if they, if, like, I assume that there is something in that particular license that includes the upgrades. Upgrades aren't included in all licenses. Oh, yeah, no, no actually, you're, you know, yeah. you're right, Ben. It's, it's where, obviously, where the license provides for free upgrades. You're absolutely right. So, what you're going to see is Oracle tossing their toys and changing their licensing to directly address this. this well, that'll address thing. that part of it, but it's, it still makes, uh, it still doesn't it's address. It's not going to stop, yeah, it's not no. going to stop yeah. old software that's out there, but if they happen to stop releasing updates to that particular version of software, people are still going to get all the updates that are released because there aren't going to be any updates released. Yes, that's right. Precisely. Yes, yeah, so they, they might make it harder in that way, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless it's unless we're talking about their flagship product or one thereof that they can't exactly get rid of. But I mean, maybe they introduce it. You know, they change their licensing to not include a a major version or just rebrand it. But they'll get around it. But you know, one of the big things, of course, for them, though, as I said, but I think the biggest thing was the fact that you can buy it secondhand in the first place, and yeah, and really, that that's just really racked Oracle up that they they're really not happy about that. Well, it's going to, you know, it puts a finger in lots of uh, software companies' pies because um, they all, you know, especially for games, etc. they're all wanting you to buy it first from them. It's like you buy the unopened boxed product or you buy the digital download and, and that's yours and, and you can't on-sell it and, and they don't want you to buy secondhand. They don't want you to do the... What those game stores, you know, the brick and mortar stores do with the, you know, pre-owned um, games and pre-owned software. Yeah, the software companies don't want you to purchase secondhand. Well, but I guess this 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 is this is the European court saying um, no, no big software companies. You cannot tell people that they can't sell the software that they've purchased licenses for. They can indeed sell those. But I do wonder that if there's if there's no mechanism in the software or the game or whatever is being released to actually unregister and deactivate the game, then this probably wouldn't stand up. Because if you can install the game and there is no sort of unregister to completely remove it, and then you sell it, there is very little safe you know safeguards to actually prove that you've done that. In that situation, that have to provide a mechanism for doing that, because the the European Court of Justice has said that it makes no difference. From a legal point of view, it makes no difference whether or not the software is provided on a CD or from a download. That person has bought a license to it and that person is allowed to on-sell that license. It's going to be interesting to see how how sort of narrow this decision is applied. Like if it is very specific to this case or if it can be really widely used mm. in a range of things and what could change the conditions lot, it? it could do yeah but they could yeah. just say look this is very specific to this piece of software that meets these criteria and one of them is that it's you know that it has very active registration and um and checks checks back to the main system or whatever you know it would be interesting it's a very interesting ruling and mm. it will be Interesting to see how or if it can be applied to other software, as you were saying, Ben, because there are lots of software, you know, digital software delivery services, which lock you in 
to the purchase. It's like you have to have an account with that digital deliverer and they deliver you the license and the software for you to use via their, via their system. And if this allows you then to on-sell that, whether or not that would then make those digital delivery places have to provide a mechanism for disconnecting that license well, you know, from th- your account and transferring it to another. Yeah, because I was just going to say, you know, one of the pieces of software I use for my LPFM radio station is Otz AV. Now, this Otz AV, the, the people who make this, Otz Corporation, have actually got their own, have developed their own mechanism to buy and sell licenses, second use licenses. So I can, if I, if I want to sell my light, if I, I'm no longer wanting to use it, through the OTS uh, website, I can actually have that license transferred to someone else. Mm. And that would probably, you know, if Oracle did something like that, it would help them. Yes. That would help it themselves. Would create, it would create a marketplace as well. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. that's really what they should be doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. It, 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 hopefully this, this ruling and this sort of judgment will, will lead to those digital right. delivery places uh, providing a facility for you to disconnect it from your own account and on-sell it to someone else when you're no longer using it. Because the number of times you like buy a game and you, you know, buy a game over digital delivery from Steam or from Origins or whatever, and you, you know, you buy it, it gets locked to your Origins or your Steam account, and then you get bored of it. And yeah, being able to on-sell it would be cool. All right, now let's talk about Kim.com because the latest on that is, I think this is going to get very interesting. Kim.com, of course, is, is planning on creating a website that will provide a whole bunch of information of the alleged involvement of US Vice President Joe Biden because .com claims that he was one of the people behind this whole takedown. And, it's, and certainly the, the White House logs that are publicly available show that Biden met with a number of Hollywood executives and the Motion Picture Association's Asia-Pacific Managing Director, Mike Ellis. Now, mm. you can jump to your own conclusions, who knows, but it certainly looks <laughs> as though this was all sort of, if you like, concocted through... Oh my God, you mean last time when we were talking about how the, the whole conspiracy thing was, was the flip side, it wasn't a, the mega conspiracy was the conspiracy against mega upload, not mm. the mega upload conspiracy itself. And this, and is, this is just it, kind uh, of like falling, those little puzzle pieces falling into place that show this picture of, exactly. oh, wait a minute, yes. this, this whole mega conspiracy is the conspiracy against mega. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. I think this, this .com story is going to get very, very interesting over the next few months. Yeah. yeah. So, mm, it'll I get highly political he, as well. I just hope he doesn't have an accident. Oh, I know what you're saying. Mm. You mean one of those unfortunate, perhaps secretly planned accidents? Yeah, the By really, certain, really unfortunate uh, ones. Yes, we, we, yes, I know the ones you mean. Yeah. Um, and of course, there'll, there'll be no proof of anything. It'll, you know. Oh, God, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so long as those agencies <laughs> do their job well, of course. Yeah, but they <laughs> That's never do. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, well, you could just, you know, they just never do. do. Look, they, they, they went in to get, what was it, Bin Laden, and what did they end up doing? Crashing a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean, okay, they got Bin Laden, yeah, but yeah, wow. you're right. They actually they said they did. 
Well, 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 hey, well, that, that is well. that is the other thing. Do, well, that is true. You know, that is true. There has never been any footage of it. Never any footage of of any of that stuff. Very strange decision, eh? We definitely got him. We just we really can't show you. I, and I, we can't show the body. We don't have that anymore. I know. Actually, we've got no evidence whatsoever. But you've got to believe us because we're honest. So Ben, let's say if it's not true, the story they fed us. Do you think it's the case that? They got him, but he's still alive in captivity, or that they never got him at all. I mean, what, what, what do you think? Well, it's, I, if it's, they... it's, it's complete guesswork, isn't it? We're, I mean, yeah. the chance of us ever finding out. If he was still out there, it would have been such a coup against the US for him to have made himself known. So I, I, so I, so I don't think, think he's. Dead. he's or no, in captivity. I, well, he's, yeah, he's certainly yeah. not out in the... In the exactly. Right. If he was out in the wild, he would have made himself known. Yeah, because there, yeah, there's yeah. no bigger kick in the balls. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, Brett's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's pretty, saying, wait a minute. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy for them to say, oh, oh we, we didn't get him, but we got someone that looked exactly like him and we really, really thought it was him this time. Everything said it was him. But we got tricked. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, they can always fall back on that. Yeah, but would they? they but that would can. still make them not look very good. He's either gone or they have him. Well, they have him in he's, captivity. He's yeah. out of circulation. Yeah. Uh, he's working yeah, that's in, a, all, in LA. That's all he's, he's he's working in LA in a yeah, pizza shop. Yeah, <laughs> in a falafel shop. <laughs> all right, look, let's not let's not talk about Bin Laden because that wasn't part of the the plan, but. I wanted to. Oh, I did. It did cut off. Off. Yeah. <laughs> we went from conspiracies. Ah. Oh. Oh, don't you love it how that happens? No, but I wanted to talk about Android smartphones. There's a botnet out there of Android phones. They've been hijacked, just like what normally happens on on Windows, uh, you know, computers. Oh, you it mean Windows of, and Mac? Don't forget it, Mac. There's an entire kind of, botnet of half a million oh, Macs. Yeah, yeah, and Macs. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Not nearly as impressive of, as, as how many in, in micro in Windows, but yes, you're right, Brad. Absolutely. Like the first, the first line of the article that you sent us is like, smartphones running Google's Android software have been hijacked by an illegal botnet, according to a Microsoft researcher. Yes, now and, this was... And then f- later on in the same article, Microsoft's own platform, Windows Phone, is a key competitor to Android. I wonder if there's any conflict of interest there at all. Well, look, you know what, you know what Ben? I'm sure that Microsoft are pushing this point, but I'm also sure, in my mind, that it's not a fabrication. No, no, it's it's definitely not a fabrication. I think there Microsoft are making the most multiple, of this. Multiple instances of um, rogue apps um, on Android. As but soon it, as it's, more than about 30 people start using a Windows phone, they'll get botnets as well. <laughs> more than well, it depends on how they how they utilize it. That's the, the, the point in it. Is the, the Android phones with the Android's marketplace, the marketplace doesn't weed stuff out quite as well as it should. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. See, it's the iTunes with iOS and Apple's devices, they have completely anal control, but it does mean that bad stuff doesn't slip out. It it does mean that you can't do anything else that you actually want to do independently without paying a fee but it does mean you don't get malware the same sort of thing happens or is intended to happen with the the windows app store for microsoft's windows phone but the 
Android app store is just the Android marketplace. I mean, it has no kind of filtering going on. It's really the wild west. It is a, you don't download anything from the Android marketplace unless you trust the person who's made it, the company that's made it, or you've done a search for reviews of that app. This is exactly <laughs> where Windows was five, six, seven years ago. That's exactly more. what and I was yeah, thinking. It, it, you know, it's, isn't it funny how the table has really turned? So isn't it just a matter of a little bit of, you know, education and getting people up to scratch with, hey, we can't just install something, you know, oh, yeah, and think it's going to be okay? I guess we do have the problem that the people that are doing it are probably like, oh, no, I've got an iPhone. It's fine. It's like, no, you don't. You have an Android phone. They probably don't even know. <laughs> yeah, Quite you, you're not giving people very Quite much possibly. credit there, Ben. Uh, have you met people, uh, Ed? Uh, yeah, well, look, to be honest, not quite to that extreme, but I take your point. There, there, there might be some out there that really have absolutely no idea. The other thing, though, on a similar note, was that, as you said, Brett, Apple's App Store is actually very good at blocking stuff. It's not, of course, immune. There was no. the first Trojan to appear on the uh, on the iOS App Store just recently, an app called Find and Call. Mm-hmm. That was a Trojan. So how did how did it get there? Well, I guess it just was... It slipped through their, it, yeah. it slipped through their gaps. Mm. I wonder if it sort of falls in that category. Like, a, I don't know, a month or two ago, you were talking to the guy that wrote or owns the company that does the software. Oh, you yeah, the developer from Ambrosia Software. Yeah, mm. yeah, and he was really interesting. He was saying that, you know, you could submit a piece of software to the App Store. It'll get approved. Someone installs it, and the first thing it does is connect off and download the actual program. Oh, that was and for the do... Mac. That was not iOS, though. That was oh, for the was Mac. it only for Mac, yeah. was it? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah that's for the I'm, Mac. I'm not sure exactly the ins and outs for iOS. Yeah, you can't do that with iOS. Yeah, in fact, in-app yeah, I don't think you can, are, can you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they, are too. they seem very anal about, like you were just saying before, about checking the software. Yeah, yeah, massively. My guess is they've got a precursor automated check. Oh, they do. They actually mention that, yep. if it goes through the automated check, then it's fine. But if it flags in the automated check, then they manually check it. And, of course, with manual checking, so there's only so, if, you can't be you, 100%. It, yeah, if you've worked out the ins and outs of their automatic checking, you could probably wheedle your way around it. Because mm. you'd kind of assume that one of the steps would be to install it in a sandbox and monitor what it does, but yeah, who knows? Well, you wouldn't be able to do that with the number of apps that are submitted each day. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd, I would have thought they, they would actually do that very thing. Well, they'd you have could, to do you it. You could automate that, though, couldn't you? Yeah. Hmm. It'd have to be automated. But then, once again, if you knew what their checking their checking regime was, yeah, you could maybe you could you could check on the device maybe and see if it's a virtual device or a physical. And exactly. If it's a virtual, don't do any of the cool so features added. Precisely. If it <laughs> if virtual device, do not run. Steal your information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, was I? Was it, I don't know if it was on your podcast. What did you hear about the people that wrote the application that checks if you're on vacation and then they have a website? I think it was called robme.com or oh, something. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I and saw that. So all the people who sillily turn on their, their check-in places, you know, automatically checks you in. <laughs> your well, yeah, current like, location is. Yeah, these people. Once you know that everybody, them. yeah, it's like, okay, the people who live here are the Andersons and both of them have phones and uh, both of them have 
iPhones and both of them use location services on their Facebook and both of them have just checked into Starbucks <laughs> on the other side of town. But you know this Excellent. has been this has been happening for a while before this app. I mean, you know, we in fact on this very podcast we reported about criminals uh, trawling through social network sites looking at people oh, yeah, saying yeah. I've just bought myself a new HD TV or I've bought a PlayStation and then, you know, a month later it's it's currently selling myself in whatever place. Exactly. Oh, cool. Right, let's go uh, let's and go and rob them. And that is the and that goes back to what I've always said about privacy. Uh, yeah, far too many people share beyond the group that they're supposed to share with. That's right. We should actually like you don't let this. the entire planet know that you are currently on vacation and your house is un- <laughs> unguarded. You let your friends know you're on vacation and you let the world think you're still home. <laughs> but we should encourage this so that more and more people, like the people that wrote that website to get the people robbed, that was a fantastic idea because the more people that get robbed and the more people that talk about this, potentially the less people that are going to be stupid and just stick all this information out there. Quite true. So what you're saying is learning the hard way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, well, it's, it's almost way, like, the, I suppose, but. it's almost like the transition that happened, what, about 15 years ago. If you wanted to send an email, you found a relay and you sent the email. They were all open and everyone did it. Oh, yes. And then all of a sudden, everyone started spending, sending a whole lot of spam. And now they're, you know, an open relay on the internet is the most evil thing you could possibly do. And it hasn't taken that long for that shift to happen. Yeah. And you do wonder if, you know, we need a few more of these for people to realize, oh, look, if you do this, you're deliberately asking to get robbed and you shouldn't do it. Because mm. they're so stupid. People that do that are so stupid. Like, yeah, here is my TV. Here's my address. Uh, this is where I keep well, the you know, keys. Well, you know, that they haven't thought it through, really. They haven't sort of thought the consequences of what they're doing. Um, so people need to start <laughs> thinking a bit more. Indeed. You need to think before you post. That's right. <laughs> One thing that really annoys me is this, like there's a really, is this nerd culture that's going on. Everyone's a geek and everyone's a nerd. But the thing that's been lost in it is none of these people are smart. They're all flipping idiots. Yes. <laughs> part, of, part of being a nerd was being intelligent and being smart. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Right, Ben, I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to cut that soapbox uh, rant short. But I tell oh. you, no, look, I take your point. The thing I wanted to just round off the show with is uh, since this is the end of the international stories, we haven't got any New Zealand ones, but I did want to mention, how about that earthquake? Yeah. Magnitude 7 in South uh, Taranaki Bight. It was the longest earthquake I have felt in a very long time. Yeah, me too. Me and too. It, was, it was just this constant little rumble and... A little bit of a shake and then more rumble that just went on for ages. Yeah, there, were, there, there, was no... two, there were two parts to it, remember? I remember it shaking, rumbling and shaking, and then it and just as it was dying down, thinking, right, it's over, it started up again. It's like, ooh, okay, this is going to get interesting. You're right, it went on for quite some time. But it did didn't get, get interesting. No, did well, either of you get up? I was actually up I already. Did. Oh, well, I was, I was already awake. I, I, was, I, I tell you what I, I did. I, I went to... With playing a, Diablo 3. <laughs> yeah, same. But did you actually get up? Oh, I did see. Did you get did, out of your seat? Oh, yeah, I got up out of... Once it did its actual start to shake a bit, the rumble part, it was like, oh, is this going to do anything? God, this is taking a while. Then it had a little bit of a shake, and that made me get up. And then I 
had a conversation with my housemates in our doorways while it continued to rumble on while we were searching GeoNet. <laughs> what I did is I went to the where the two girls' bedrooms are and I was going to get ready because I, I didn't know whether this was going to turn into a really massive earthquake. I was there and my wife was there as well, ready to, to grab the girls so we're all in one place if, you know, if it starts going crazy. But obviously you know, we didn't get them out of the bed, but I was there at poised ready to gather the family into one place. Yeah, see, my my floor, my room's on the ground floor, and I'm basically on concrete. And for me, it wasn't shaking enough for me to get up, so I was just sitting here playing the game still. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did have to get up when the phone started ringing. Did someone phone you for oh, about the earthquake, parents, or just parents always want to ring for some reason? Oh, yeah. all right. Are you yeah. all right? <laughs> did you feel the earthquake? No. What are you talking about? What earthquake? It's probably just a truck. Go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on the second floor of the building, so I felt it. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. All right, yes, yeah, so it was a bit of a bit of a scare. What was interesting is that it was mostly felt uh, between Wanganui and Wellington, but the actual earthquake was, was out in the South Taranaki Bight. In fact, I had a look at the ISO seismal map, and it shows, which is basically a map of, shows you in crude terms where the energy uh, which direction the energy is being released, you know, where you feel it most. And it's, it, it wasn't co-centric as you think. It's not a perfect, you know, uh, a circle at all. It's all skewed towards the east. Yeah. Which was quite interesting. Well, they yeah, said they yeah. felt it in Dunedin. Yeah, it was felt as far as Dunedin. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. well, it was magnitude seven. It was just really, really deep. Yeah, really deep. Yeah. Really yeah. far. I wonder if the depth increases the distance that it travels to the, you know. I think it's also the composition of the the earth that's moving. Yeah, yeah. I was reading um, in the paper that they were saying that it was also the the composition of that particular plate that's moving meant that it travelled quite far. Okay, Mm. yeah. But yes. (laughs) Scary stuff. All right. All right, look, uh, Brett and Ben, thank you very much for co-hosting the show with me. I think we'll leave the show there. That's episode 174. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. All right. We'll do it all again next week, right? Yep. Of course. All right, good stuff. All right, thanks, guys, and uh, thanks to all our listeners. You're listening to New Zealand's longest running tech podcast, Boys of Tech. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I said Ben, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, we'll get to Ben in a second. How are you? And how are you this week? Yeah, I can still hear you laughing, Ben. Get it out. Go on, get it out. <laughs> Every time I start, you start. You start sort of staggering. It's funny. Okay. I know, I'm it's because I can button. hear you in the background, so I want to re-record that bit, you see. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've found my mute button now. It's Excellent, all right. good stuff. <laughs> Here we go.